All right. I knew there was um, something I wasn't doing right. Yeah, I was like, I see her mouth moving, but no, I can't. I don't understand. <laughs> oh, that's good. Well, I'm glad to see that you're the first one here. Okay. I didn't know how many people were coming. So I was like, okay, I just want to get on here to make ensure that I'm here early. <laughs> <laughs> No, that's excellent. No, I don't, I'm not too sure how I sent out the invitation to a lot of people. So we'll see who shows up. Okay. Um, awesome. So what are you, are you uh, still taking your classes or are you a real estate agent already or? No, I'm still taking my classes. Actually, um, unfortunately I uh, have taken the test and not passed. And so I've decided to um, take some more classes, you know, and study um, Lou, um, so LaRose have shown me some different techniques that I can take. So mm-hmm. that's why I'm just like, so I can be able to ensure that I pass the, the test the next time. Well, uh, my recommendation to all my agents whenever they're about to take the test is usually, um, do you need to sign up for the pretest? Did you, when the company that you worked with, did they, um, did they sign you up for the pretest? Yes. Okay. Well, what I did whenever I took my, both my real estate license and my broker's exam is just take that test repeatedly until I felt comfortable. Like they'll let you take it more than once. So mm-hmm. you just take that test repeatedly and re, you know, until you get a hundred. Okay. And that's what I did in order to prepare for the test. And as soon as I got a hundred, I signed up for the test and within a couple of days took it because it's not, most of it's just all pump and dump, you know I mean? You, you just got to get it all, all that information in there and then, and then you can uh, move on to the next thing. Okay. Awesome. Awesome. Thank you for the advice. I appreciate it. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's really, it, it's because taking more classes really isn't going to probably give you all the material that you need. Um, the, uh, material is not going to change it's all going to be the okay so you took the principles one and two right yes i've taken all um i've completed all 180 hours it's just that i need to really there are certain areas that i need to focus in far as vocabulary is concerned so i start working more with my flashcards i can understand more of the concepts so like the contract area i was not um very familiar with so i had to go back and study that area because there were some terms that i didn't understand okay um as far as do you remember any of them or um let's see just like right off the top of my head um I know I was getting um caught up in being confused like with um mortgager versus mortgage e I know I was kept confusing the two mm-hmm. <laughs> so um and then I now I found a way of an easier way to understand and to also like when I see it now I know like okay I, how I can incorporate back and forth as far as what's, which one is what, mm-hmm. who actually is paying the payer in, you know, versus who is the lending. Payor, the first, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The payor, well, it, the, the lender is going to be your lender and then the lendee mm-hmm. or the leasee or whatever is the person that's leasing it. So Correct. that extra E in there is, is kind of like a, a little bit of a, of a misnomer. You can take that le- extra E and just be like, well, that's the person that's either sell, I mean, uh, buying or leasing the property. Yes. And I was also getting caught up with borrower. Cause you know, when you start thinking about the term and I'm like, okay, what's that? So like I said, I was just confusing, just flipping those two around, mm. but now I'm able to go and, and I now have, you know, like I said, 
figured out a better way for me to remember the correct way. So yeah. Like, okay. And it's, so. and it's, it's tricky. Whenever you take the exam, you got to read those questions. If you think that, mm-hmm. you know, it just make sure that you can answer the question. And usually if you change the answer, that's always a big no, no. So when you took okay. the exam, did you feel like you were changing, you went back and changed answers? I know I did. Um, I did for like probably about six of them. So, yep. Absolutely. Uh, yep. Those six might have been the might have been the ones that made you pass. Correct, correct. <laughs> that's, so that's the sad like, part. Okay. Yeah, I'm okay. Yeah, yeah. But I'm gonna keep going to. I, I'm going to pass this test. I'm like, whatever it takes. That's what I got to do. But mm-hmm. my main thing was that I was not studying the um, vocabulary. You know, per, um, I was going through it and going through it because I can go through and mull over the testing mm-hmm. and you know and figure out the best answer. But if I don't understand the vocabulary, it didn't make sense for me. Right. Right. Yeah. That totally makes sense. Um, was there anything else in specific, that we can help you out with as far as like what you might have struggled with? Um, let's see, because I know it was mainly two areas. And look, and the two areas I need that should be focused on was one was contracts, um, agency and appraisal. And that was the other area. So I was like, OK, appraisal. Mm-hmm. Yep. yep. that lot size gets you every time. You just need to remember four, three, six. Is it four, three, five, six, oh? Yes, four, three, five, six, oh. I don't know why, but for some reason, there that wasn't nearly as hard for me to remember as um, like contract law issues. Mm-hmm. You know, like whether it was a tenancy in common or tenancy by entirety or <laughs> yeah, those kinds of yeah. terms. Those got me worse than anything else in the whole entire process. Yes, I can see that, especially when it comes to survivorship, because if you're thinking about the word survival, like, oh, well, they should have this, but it's like, no, it's based off of the fact that, you know, joint people together. So like, okay. Yeah. But and it, and yeah. actually I've had issues with that in real life. So mm. um, like one of the, one of the transactions that I did this last year, actually, is one of my agents as well. And um, there was a transaction that had multiple people like die and then Mm -hmm. so the it it was like it wasn't even the person that had the title was trying to sell the property it's like the the father died left the property to his son and then his son died and now the aunt is trying to sell the property and so we had to go back like five different layers of who this property belonged to and eventually we figured out that like three times back the property was transferred and one title company said that, that it was transferred without giving the, the, it was like bought with two people, two people mm. non-married. And whenever one of them died, the, the, her 50% of the property didn't go to her heirs. Oh, wow. And so it, it basically just created this big hullabaloo and everybody was screaming and, and, you know, it was like, so we had to go back to the original deed and um, on the deed itself, it said tenancy by entirety or, or tenancy. It was tenancy in common with rights of survivorship. So basically it means that when she died, the whole entire property reverted to him. 
So now he could dispose of it however he chose. Gotcha. Um, and so, but we had to go all the way back like five different layers in order to get there. <laughs> wow. And it took us a year to sell that property. Which one? No, it wasn't either one of you guys. Hey, Terry. Hey, Tamara. Nobody has their camera on. What the heck? I am hot mess. Getting huh? over COVID mess. You're still getting over COVID? Yeah. Hi, Tamara. Hi. Sorry. <laughs> I, I was trying to do it on my iPad or something else, and I couldn't get to it fast enough. And I was like, oh, oh just use my phone and go with it. Yeah. Why not? Yeah. Well, Nice to meet you. And I actually have a Tamara in my office that worked with works with us. So I thought you were you were her. Oh, okay. <laughs> I don't I'm like, did I sign up for something today? I don't know. <laughs> so tell us about you. Like what are you doing? Um, I actually am working a nine to five, but I've had my license in Georgia since mm -hmm. 2003. Oh, so wow. I actually have my broker's license there. Oh, and we don't have reciprocity here. So, right. Yeah. You don't. Yeah. Texas is different. So I've been in Texas for like three years and this is my second time doing the application and I'm still waiting for the background part for some reason um, for them to approve the license. I don't know why it takes so long, but I just decided it's. It's too it's much time. for me to try to sell still in Georgia because I just did a closing two weeks ago there. Oh, wow. So, yeah, hopefully, yeah. Um, I I, sorry, not to interrupt. I have okay. heard today, matter of factly, that background checks are taking a minimum of three weeks. Yeah, it's been longer than that for me, but I figured the holidays maybe. Oh, Yeah. Yeah, you might try and call them Monday. Yeah, you might try and call them in the morning or on yeah. Monday and and see what the the status is because they yeah. shouldn't be taking that long. I mean, it, no. And then once you pass the background check, what kind of training do you, do you have to actually take the principles one and two, or you just have to do the contract law and ethics? I actually or? did all of the education and I've already taken the exam. Oh. and pass the exam so the only thing they're waiting for is the background yeah mm -hmm. so, and the fingerprint yeah. did you, you do you, and you also did Finger your prints, fingerprints and everything have, they actually had those from three years ago so mm. when I first came but Georgia every when you do the education it all goes automatically mm -hmm. but here it didn't so it's supposed to it did not back in 2018 when I tried so when I realized that mm. every time I emailed in the certificates, they would tell me they didn't get them all. And mm. I was busy. So I was like, you know what? It's not meant to be, but now. No. It's so, yeah. 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 Um, so now well, I'm just for a good home here. You're looking and, for a home. Yeah. No, I mean, home as to uh, put my license. Yeah. Well, I've been more than happy to talk to you about it. Who do you who do you work with in Georgia? Is that like a major actually, franchise or you just work with a small uh, mom and pop? No, actually, it's Realty Hub. They're actually out of Florida. I don't mm. know if you've heard of them, but it's more mainly because I'm not there. Mm. And, uh, 
you know, I've been mainly doing selling to people that I know or people that I know who know somebody else. So, mm-hmm. you know, it's easier and I don't need the training anymore like they would provide. So, mm-hmm. yeah, it's kind of an online thing. Mm-hmm. Here it's different. Texas is different in a lot of ways. Where, where are you at? Are you in Denton? In Corinth. Yeah. Corinth. 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 Yeah. Right here. Yeah. How do you like it there? I love it. Actually, it reminds me a lot of um, how I grew up in Georgia. I was in Georgia for like 30 years. So, yeah. I lived in uh, Fayetteville. Uh, okay. No, sorry. Uh, not Fayetteville. I lived in Gainesville in Georgia. Okay. Fayetteville in okay. North Carolina. <laughs> okay. Because I'm like, there's one south and one north. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. No, yeah. Fayetteville in North Carolina and Gainesville uh-huh. in Georgia. So um I lived there when I was in high school okay and yeah and I moved back there when my son was about six years old and then I left there when I met my husband it was like right after 9-11 uh, okay okay yeah but um I liked Georgia Georgia was different Georgia's good unless you have to drive somewhere traffic <laughs> And it's getting so worse. The last time I was there, I told people, I was like, I'm about ready to cry. Were you to in get out what, of this you went, Yeah, in were you Gwinnett. in Atlanta? No, I actually lived in Gwinnett. Oh, um, Gwinnett. Well, that's um, supposed right to be Stone better. Park, but no, they're just not adding any roads. So mm. they're building a lot of houses and same old roads. Mm. Yeah, yeah. So just a lot of traffic. And Corinth is so nice to get around. <laughs> so yeah my mom actually lives in Decatur so I wind up having to go down there quite a bit okay and I have an office in Pilot Point which is not necessarily close to where you're at it's still about 45 minutes away um, okay that's, that way yeah yeah or, yeah that's that would mean I'd have to I think go across 380 which makes me also I don't like well, um, nowadays with technology and everything, you wouldn't actually even have to go to the office. I mean, I have oh, an yeah. office here and in Palo Point and I go to the office. Well, here I do go to the office, but um, that's just because I kind of like getting out of my house. Yeah, <laughs> Right. But I've got a home office. This is my home office right here and I can do whatever I want. So right. with technology being so much more advanced now. You don't really even need to have a physical location anymore unless you want to go and meet with clients or something like that. And even then, um, I remember back in the day when I used to just do it at Starbucks or, you know, (laughs) at the house. house, Yeah. Or just go (laughs) to their house, the location Mm -hmm. and just take care of business all the time. And it worked out good. So, yeah, Mm -hmm. can't complain. Yeah. What about your leads here in, in, in Texas? How are you doing on all of that? You getting some good? I am letting people know that I have applied for my license again. I mean, I can't do a whole lot yet because that, mm-hmm. but I did move here on my own. Um, but I am trying to get my daughter to move back. So hopefully I'll be able to sell her a house mm-hmm. when she comes. But like my neighbors and people that I work with and stuff, um, I'm trying to get the word out. What and and Lakeisha, this is one of those kinds of things that you're going to have to start working on too. Is that sphere of in, we call it the sphere of influence? Mm-hmm. You have to start reaching out to everybody that you know, 
and that they know and yeah. <laughs> uncles yeah. and, a- and aunts that you haven't talked to in like a million years. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. And, and I have a credit repair business. So um, I use things, you know, my clients will be, I'll also get lead gens too. So there you go. Yeah. That's the way to yeah. do it. Yeah. Um, I was actually a transplant kind of like you, Tamara, I was a transplant here in Texas. So mm-hmm. I knew nobody. Right. Yeah. You, you know, nobody when you first hit the ground and, yeah. um, I mean, I had to do the old school way where I would get the newspaper and I would look at all the, uh, the for sale by owners and I would call them. I mean, li- this was back in the day when we had newspapers. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> now right. nobody does that anymore. Right. But I would look it up online too. I would look at the classifieds and yeah. I would call the for sale by owners and be like, Hey, I'm a new real estate agent and I'd love to help you. <laughs> yeah. And that for me was the hardest thing to do. How many years were you, have you been selling real estate in Georgia? Who me? Yes. Uh, actually since 2003 so almost 20 and I still so you're already an expert at all this well I still do business with my very first client that I had there you he go. was an investor and he made a lot of money off of me and he really wants me to move back but <laughs> well see I you need to tell him that he needs to buy t- properties here in Texas oh I know he's waiting to see and to see what he could do but yeah it's a uh, and mm-hmm. The, the foreclosures are going to be nuts. Yeah, I had a sign on my car, which is what they told people to do for sure back in the day. Mm-hmm. And he came out a quick trip and he seen my sign and Called we just up. great friends forever. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. I actually have a similar story. Well, he wasn't an investor. This was like my son's best friend's father okay. was my first buyer and he bought my first listing. Okay. Okay. So it was kind of a little bit. uh, So the first transaction that I ever had was double-sided. I had both sides of the transaction. So it was freaking fantastic. I fucking love it. It is. (laughs) Even better now. Yeah. No kidding. Even better now. I don't know how much you made back then, but I did a double closing in July for over a million. So yeah. yeah, It was great. (laughs) It wasn't that much. Yeah. It's okay. It was like a hundred and it was like $120,000, I think is what they yeah. sold it for. So basically the commission, 6% of, of that. No, and I, and it, well, I don't remember exactly how much it was the commission. It was either yeah. 6% or 5% or something like that. Yeah. But either it's way okay. I had both sides. Yeah. Yep. And then just yep. recently he, we sold his house again, 10 years yep. later and, um, or 12 years later and we got him an additional, I think we sold it for close to 200,000. Terry, you're yeah. the one that sold it for Richard, Robert, sorry. Terry was the one that sold it for me. Okay. what I do? You did it. You, you broke it. <laughs> Probably. <laughs> you sold, yeah. <laughs> you sold my first, my first buyer's property, Robert. Oh, yes. No. Yes. And that was such an easy sale, wasn't it? He just did whatever you wanted him to do. Yeah. Very nice, nice man. Nice. That's the dream client. So yeah, you know, just... <laughs> those are dream sellers right there. Yeah. yeah. 
And the first, oh, and the first transit and the first listings, the, the way I even got that listing was just as a walk-in. So you really have to, it, you have really have to balance out whether you want to be in the office or whether you don't, because I happened to work for a company at that point that used to be Century 21. And so you had a lot of people that were very familiar with the location and they would just come and walk in. And that's why I kind of keep the strategic realty office open here in Wichita Falls because people are familiar with it. They know, you know, sometimes you'll have walk-ins and um, everybody gets phone duty so that they can, you know, so that they can get some of the call-in leads. So you're in Wichita Falls? I have, yeah, my main office is here in Wichita Falls, and then I have an office in Pilot Point. Okay, I might have a lead for you. Oh, Somebody perfect. on my way, I was walking out of the office today, and one of the Realty Hub agents is looking for an agent at in Wichita Falls. Oh, well, tell them to, to give us a call. Home. I don't even know where Wichita Falls is yet. I have to look at it on the map. I've been mean, three years, but still don't know. But I will actually uh, chat them back and see what they have. Yeah. And then I'll let you know. And then just give us yeah. a referral and we'll give you yeah. a referral for it. <laughs> yeah. See how easy it works. Yeah. Yeah. You have to just talk to everybody. I talk to everybody though. And people, everybody talks to me. Mm-hmm. So it makes it really easy for me. So. That's the, that was the, one of the really, I mean, you're an, uh, um, a uh, seasoned agent already. So you, you're kind of familiar with how it goes. And then Lakeisha, you said that you have a uh, beauty salon. No. So I have a credit repair business and I'm a notary and loan sign agent. Oh, okay. All right. So you're already in that, in that kind of uh, environment, but it's, it's very easy to get to the point where you're too scared to talk to somebody. Um, That was the hardest part for me was calling cold calling. Yeah. The for sale by owners and Mm -hmm. cold, you know, just, just asking people for their business. That's going to be the hardest part, but you'll notice that the more you do it, the more comfortable you're going to get. And you don't even need a, you know, you won't even need a spiel or, or, or a, um, what do they use nowadays? The, the, the call sheets or whatever. Yeah. Those oh, scripts. Scripts. Yeah. You won't even yeah. need a script anymore. You just kind of be like, hi, how are you doing? I sell houses. <laughs> Would you like me to sell your house? And then, and the hardest part for me with the for sale by owners is that they're not very nice people. No, because they think we make too much money off of them. Yeah, they're for sale by owner for a reason. They're they're (laughs) they're assholes. So Mm -hmm. to talk to an asshole and try to convince them that you're gonna do you're gonna do what nobody else could do is very challenging. So those are the perfect people that you have to kind of talk to. Um and uh one of the things that I learned at at one point was uh, that using the phrase. So are you allergic to money was something that pe- makes people think like what? <laughs> like you don't even have to say, say it, you know, like it, it, it depends on the context or whatever. So if you, if you're, if, if they're arguing with you about, oh, well, your commission is too high or you're never going to sell it for what I want it to be sold for. And all you have to say is just, well, okay, are you allergic to money? And you know, because real estate agents can get you at least 20 to 30% more than 
you could on your own because guess what? You might not even have it priced right. Um, and that's what we're seeing a lot in this market right now. I don't know about you down there in, in Corinth, if you're seeing the market values being reflective. Um, you don't have access to MLS yet, so it might you might right. not know all the details. I have been keeping an eye on all of the houses around me going up for sale, mm -hmm. but and they're building a bunch of new subdivisions. So I'm trying to see what the price range of those are going on, mainly because mm -hmm. I have a house that I might want to sell with the profit after mm -hmm. a couple years. So yeah, that kind of thing. But we don't really have a lot of for sale by owners around me. So pretty much people are listing with somebody. Yeah. yeah. So. Or they're listing with one of those companies that are listed for $99 or whatever. Yeah. I've seen a, a lot of those on TV here. Yeah. A little different, but yeah. You know, it cracks me up. Yeah. I'm like, you know, they're, they're getting their money some kind of way. So you could believe what you want to believe, but everybody has to make money to survive. So. Well, listing in an MLS is not very complicated. So they, they probably, I know here in Wichita Falls, we had, and it's funny because um, Zillow was going through this phase where they were actually brokerages and they were going to be buying houses to flip. Mm -hmm. Yeah. We saw some of that down in the Dallas area. And then, yeah. and then not even six months later, they turn and say, oh, we're not going to do that anymore. <laughs> They're already out. I'm yeah, surprised that Open Door hard. Not, yeah, done the same thing. Because Open Door, it's really bought a lot in Georgia. They, they're door. one of the biggest competitors around that 250000 range. Mm -hmm. yeah. yeah, I had a couple buyers and they were, they were bringing cash offers hmm. over list price like it was nothing. And they were all Open Door. Yeah, here in here in um, I'm actually the listing agent for Fannie Mae for the top 13 counties in Texas. Um, okay. So we're about to see a huge influx of REOs, um, and I don't know. We're gonna it's we're gonna see what's gonna happen on the market because yep. it could tank it, but right. at the same time. Well, Wichita Falls is in a weird bubble and even the whole state of Texas is in, in kind of a yeah. weird bubble. We don't really feel the market like they usually do. Yeah, um, I heard that. In, in 2008 and nine, our property values here in, in Wichita Falls didn't really drop, but what they did do is kind of get stale, you know, like they just kind of, yeah. they just kind of plateaued and stayed right there for a very long time. So, um, it wasn't until about 2000, I want to say it was about 2008. No, sorry. 2013 when our property values kind of started to go back up again. Okay. And then this last year, it's pretty much been freaking nuts. Mm, yeah. Everywhere. <laughs> it's been yeah. nuts. I have mm -hmm. no clue what the heck is in the water. Um, some of the yeah. properties that we'd only been selling like for $50,000 or so went up to $125,000 and you're yeah. like, what the shit is going on? Yeah. Yeah. Um, it's, yeah. it's crazy everywhere. I bet Georgia has been the same, but Georgia actually tanked. They were one of the biggest states to tank. So 
No, not he, for some reason, I don't know what it is, whether it was yeah. because, um, because we didn't really have a lot of mortgage fraud or something. I don't know. There, yeah. There's got to be a reason for it. Yeah. Cause we had a lot of mortgage fraud in Georgia. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They're still having it. They're, they're still doing crazy things, but yeah, mm-hmm. not like before though, but I figure they'll, they'll tank again, most likely. I hope not though. So what was the funnest thing for you? What's like, what's your favorite to work with buyers, sellers? You know, I wanted to work with sellers, but I've never had an opportunity to do a lot of sellers because I was working with buyers all the time and the same buyers over and over again, or somebody they knew. So I've been a buyer's agent the majority of all my time. But mm-hmm. I do want to list to exist. I want to, I need to survive on listing. Mm-hmm. So I would like to list more, but I like people. So yeah. I feel like you get, it's easier to get closer to people as buyers, mm-hmm. you know, because I don't know. I don't never feel like I'm really selling them anything. I'm just helping them make a decision. Right. You're helping them so find something. Easy. Yeah. You need to generate to uh, another thing for you, Lakeisha, is to start generating a lot of contacts as far as uh, like title companies and mm-hmm. lenders and inspectors. And um, you might want to start working on making friends with um, contractors, you know, roofers and a mm-hmm. handy, get, get you a handyman. You need to have a handyman in your pocket. You need a handyman. And when you find one, I need one too. Because I have not <laughs> oh, found okay. one. <laughs> yes, we will have to get together for sure. Yeah, well, I'm, I'm not too far from you. So. Yeah, oh, really? I'm going to be okay. doing this every week. So you can come on here and join okay. us every yeah. week. We can just jibber jabber mm-hmm. about everything right. or nothing. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but you do need a good contractor, especially if you do the listings. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so even, even well, even if you just deal with buyers, it's always a good idea because then whenever your buyers do an inspection or whatever, and this is what I do a lot with my buyers here is Mm -hmm. that if there's a few things on there that they're really concerned about, I'll be like, okay, well, let's ask them first to see if they'll fix it. And if they won't, I've got a handyman. He can go in there and knock those things out before you move in very quickly. And it's not, it's not going to break your bank. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. I will say though, that I have used the same lender for probably the last, let's see, him and his wife beat me and my nephew in a tennis match. So that would have been maybe about, maybe about six years, eight years. I've used the same guy and he is now running the office. So, and they just opened up over here in Texas. I know they're over by Tyler, but I have to ask them have they ventured an office here in the Dallas yet because they're the best I mean he's closed people for me in less than two weeks yeah so he was really great and well if they do open up one in the Dallas area let me know because that's always that's always a struggle for me here in Wichita Falls it isn't but we've got lenders I've got a really good lender right now um that they just opened up a branch here and they are originally from Missouri and it's from, it's called flat branch loans. Okay. Never heard of them. No, I had never heard of them either, but like yeah. three or four of our local lender savants, 
like that work at the local credit agencies and local banks that we use on a regular that we always tell people to go to because it's always mm-hmm. best to go local. Chase, yeah. Wells Fargo, all of the big ones, you are nightmare for loans for us. So we just, you, we just don't like staying, we just don't like dealing with them. Right. Um, but all like three or four of those lenders, the, the loan officers moved to this flat branch and have just been getting clients out the wazoo to switch over. And I just used them on two transactions and they pre-qualified them within like a day. Um, they had like an app and, you know, they just do it right there on the app and, you know, Mm -hmm. bing, bang, boom. And, um, we're about, we just got the appraisal on one. We have a closing on the 21st for my first buyers and, um, the, they've only had the loan for a week and they're going to be ready to close this week if we wanted to. Yeah. Like not great. even, they didn't even have 30 days to deal with all of this because originally yeah. they had gone to rocket mortgage, which Lakeisha, oh, okay. stay away. <laughs> That's the nightmare. Those oh, okay. online, online lenders don't, I mean, if your clients use them and they're absolutely determined to use them and you can't talk them out of it, then that's fine because sometimes they do, they do good work, but look very closely at their fine print because these clients had a loan origination and you might not know what that means just yet, but a loan origination fee, which is the fee that the lender charges to process Mm -hmm. all of this, their loan origination fee is usually only supposed to be up to 1%, but most of the lenders in town won't go anywhere near 1%. They'll only charge like five to eight to, you know, maybe at the most a thousand dollars for a loan origination fee. Um, uh, So the rocket mortgage was charging that full 1% for the loan origination fee on Mm $200,000 or $215,000. So that was $2,100 just in a loan origination fee. Right. then they were buying points and it was only like a qu- not even a quarter of a point. It was like 0.125. That's how much oh. they were getting off of their interest rate. And it was going to cost them $6,000 to do that. Oh my so God. Points yeah. are another way. And, and they'll, they'll get the, the online lenders will get them every single time on those mm-hmm. two things, points and loan origination fees. Because mm-hmm. I have clients that tell me all the time, oh, well, this client, this, this, uh, this online rocket mortgage or um, DR Cooper, uh, Mr. Cooper or whichever online prog- program they went to said that I can get 2.875%. And I'm like, show me the good faith estimate. And then right. I'll tell you what's going on. <laughs> so yeah. as soon as they show me that good faith estimate, I take a look at it and sure enough, there's a loan origination fee and there is they're paying for points. And I tell them every single time, talk to a local lender first and ask them how much it costs for points. Right. Because those points and and then they went with this flat branch thing. They their loan origination fee was now only seven hundred dollars. And if they wanted to get it down to the same interest rate that rocket mortgage was giving them, it would have only cost another $500. So basically Ooh, wow. they just sent me, yeah, they huh? just sent me the, uh, the, yeah. the, um, 
um, the seller, the, the CD, the, the seller's disclosure. Yeah. Not the seller's disclosure. The the, disclosure. Yeah. It, it, we call it a CD or, yeah. or a HUD. Um, they just sent me the HUD and they had to bring cash to close $550. Nice. Versus $7,000. Yeah. There'll be, cl- there'll be clients forever and they'll tell everybody mm-hmm. how you save money. So we yeah, save them $6,500. Yeah. Nice. And they're yeah, military. Yeah. So they, they, oh, they're, yeah. They, they were very appreciative of that because they were getting a, a, I mean, that's the whole reason why you get a VA loan is to, mm-hmm. you know, to minimize that closing cost. Right. Yep. And they were getting $7,000 is what uh, Rocket Mortgage told them was their closing cost, which was freaking nuts. Wow. So that that's one of the things that you can do to become a hero to your buyers. <laughs> Yep. <laughs> is awesome. get that lender that's going to be in your pocket that's going to be able to make you feel mm-hmm. you, you you be the superhero in that transaction oh yeah. and i have a couple of those already lined up that also send me referrals too so yeah there you I go yeah well ladies i'm gonna have to jump off this call i knew it was said it was the 30 minutes so I have yeah no we're, we're 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 out of time but I know we could, we could talk all day, but we'll be back next week. And if you guys, you know, uh, just put us on your calendar and, and meet us up here every week and, and Lakeisha, thanks for joining us. And Tamara, thanks for joining us. And thank you for the invite. Hopefully uh, we can help you get that pass on the exam, Lakeisha. All right. Thank you. Yeah. If you need any help studying, just let me know. I mean, if you guys want to exchange phone numbers or something, you can. I've taken it a few times. Yeah. But Um, if you you want to put it in the comments, you can. Yeah. Yeah. If you want to put your phone number in the comments, then um, you guys can be in touch with each other. And um, I'll put my phone number in there too. So you guys can call me if you ever need anything. 257. Oh, yeah. I will be calling you to. uh... Yeah. Yeah. I'm excited. Just to get some more info on. uh, Yeah. I'm more than happy to talk to you about strategic and, and strategic realty and and our team members. And Terry can tell you all kinds of good. (laughs) She can tell you all the, all the uh, ins and outs, if you like. Oh yeah. How much she loves it at strategic. (laughs) Yeah. I don't hear her saying anything. (laughs) She's laughing. I know. (laughs) Call me up. I'll give you the goods. Yeah, she'll give you the mochinche. (laughs) All right, ladies. Well, thank you so much for joining us. And hopefully we'll see you next week. All right. right. And thanks again. Have a good week. You too. too. Bye-bye. Bye.